welcome to episode 11 in the mini-series. This is the one of four on values, and we're going to continue now to focus on one of my favorites, one of the most important values that I look for in candidates and in colleagues alike. It is humility. Humility is that idea of recognizing when we don't have the answer for everything and that we can, it's okay to not know and a a recognition that there are other people's objectives, other people's knowledge that are more important than what we want or more important or, or a better understanding than we have. And so that humility is a really important quality to sort of subjugate the ego stop us becoming closed-minded, stop us being so resolute in the knowledge that we think we have. So there's another one. And and it's, you know, humility just is beautiful, particularly in senior people. Because, <laughs> you know, it's easy to be humble as a junior, as someone just starting out midway through. But get a bit of power. Get some prestige, some status, you know, and watch that humility fly out the window. So, um, yeah, it's it's particularly a strong indicator um, of the success of people in the team environments as well. Hmm. Yeah. Humility can be a tough one though, right? Because there's also a desire to you know, know your self-worth and especially us women, but other groups too, we're, we're told we need to be more self-promoting at work because in the past, you know, women typically don't negotiate salary or push themselves forward at work. So you kind of have to balance humility with demonstrating your strengths, right? I think people mistakenly often conflate humility with a type of weakness. And I don't think that's the case with humble people. Like, I don't think, you know, to be humble means that you can't be assertive, for example, with your salary and what you want. I think that's really important. And I think when I, whenever I talk about humility specifically, I want to just be clear with people what I think of it as, as actually a real strength. It's hard to be humble. It's bloody hard to be humble. You know, take all of the accolades, all of the achievements that you have in your life, all of the titles and um, status, and then give it up. You know, don't use any of it. Go, go and do a job where you have like zero expertise, and you're being you're being led by a twenty year old who's like way more experienced than you do on that topic. You know, it's hard. People don't want to do that. Um, so being humble is. Yeah, really tough one. So it's a type of strength. So that'd be my first observation about it. I think you um, you do highlight those some some really interesting points, like about you know gender roles and cultural conditioning and um, stereotypical behaviours that we identify. You mentioned about negotiation of salary and um, self promotion. I mean, I think actually some of those you could almost say you fall into courage. And I would say it's not even humility. Like a lot of the the observations I make about particularly women who don't negotiate very well or um, don't self-promote, and that's not just women, by the way, that's a number of different types of people, is that it's a, it's a lack of courage. 
because there's ultimately an underlying fear, a fear that maybe this lack of self-worth will actually be evidenced. Like, oh shit, I don't think I've got value. I don't think I am worth it. Everybody's going to figure that out if I ask for that thing that I want and I get told no. So I think there's something to that. Um, there's something underlying there. I've actually, funny enough, and something I've observed in people who come from maybe more modest backgrounds or from families where there's maybe more working class backgrounds and haven't been in very elite institutions before, they don't know the game of self-promotion as well as those in, who come from elite institutions or from um, privileged families because it's more of a part of success as you ra raise up the levels that you need to speak you know, and be, be seen as having status and status is an inherent component of what they have. And so they become more comfortable ultimately self-promoting and talking about themselves. And um, I've noticed it particularly in, you know, strategy consulting, investment banking, in um, a whole range of professional worlds, professional functions and worlds where I meet people where after you've got to know them a little bit, you discover that they are the first one in their family to go to university. They are the first one to um, be operating in this sort of, you know, upper echelons of organizations. And one of the things that can often hold them back is a willingness to play that self-promotion game. Because all their life they've been the underdog, all their life they've been looked down upon, and playing the game of social, you know, sort of self-promotion, that sort of give and take, and knowing how to sort of forge those relationships with others, can be a bit uncomfortable for them. And and I I hypothesise that's because ultimately it reminds them of a sense of um, maybe some experiences they had as a child or in, in their adolescence, growing up, where they've been made to feel less than worthy of what they have when looking at others. So if you enjoyed this episode, please remember to subscribe or leave a review on wherever you get your podcasts. It really helps us. So thank you very much. We also have a newsletter on our website, talentequals.com. So you can keep up to date with all of the things we're doing here at Talent Equals and the amazing guests that we have coming up this year.